welcome back to the phase podcast i'm emily and this is the second episode in our series on building resilience there is a big misconception that resilience is something we either have or we don't have but there are so many ways that we can build our resilience and learn to respond to situations differently in this episode we are discussing what some of those things could be but also sharing the barriers and the struggles in trying to do that okay so we've talked a bit about what resilience is um and when we might have shown it. And I love those three examples, Erica, that you gave of adaptive, transformational and recovery resilience. And I think that's really helpful for us to kind of hold on to as we continue to discuss it. Um, but I want to think now, how, how do we get it? Because we've shared that some of us find it hard to be resilient in certain situations or might not be as resilient as other people. There might be people listening who feel like they're not very resilient. So what do we do? Um, so I've got an example of like the sort of bouncing forward, the transformational resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, earlier I said, I think it's something that I've grown. I've become better at being resilient. And I think that part of it was going through this transformation. So was it two and a half years ago, uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic, my mother died and we were moving house and um my husband was a key worker and he was working every hour uh, and the kids were at home they were being homeschooled and so all of this bad stuff just happened all at once and now when i look back at it it was only about a five months like a five week period but it felt like a lifetime at the time um it was really challenging and i just thought you know what i can't let this get on top of me, I can't let this sink me, what can I do? And this is where I started looking into strategies to deal with uh, how I was feeling, to come out a little bit more resilient, so I was there for the kids. Um, And the first thing I started looking at was circles of control. I couldn't control what was going on in the outside world, but I could control what was happening in our house and who I was and the way I was getting up in the morning. I could do all of that. So I started not worrying about anything that I couldn't control. I turned off social media, I turned off the news, Mm -hmm. and I just focused on what was within our control within our little family unit. Mm -hmm. I also started looking a lot more at uh, the way I talked to myself. Um, Positive self-talk, you know, I changed the word this problem, that problem into this challenge, that challenge, mm-hmm. rather than going, oh my God, I can't do that. I sort of say, okay, reframe, how can I do that? Mm-hmm. And that then gives you possibilities. It realizes that you can do that. And again, I started using the word yet at the end of everything. Oh, I can't do that yet. Again, it just opens up possibilities. I started realizing, I was talking to myself, in a way that you would never even talk to your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Familiar situation. Yeah, yeah. And I started changing that way that I spoke to myself into a little bit more care, mm-hmm. a little bit more compassion, uh, giving myself grown-up choices. I'd cut out all of the I should, 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 and change it to I could, 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 which automatically makes you go, oh, I could do that, but I also might not and that's okay Mm -hmm. so I cut out all of those shoulds Um, another thing that I did is gratitude Mm. 
that was a game changer. I can remember waking up one morning, I think it was probably a couple of days after the funeral, I say funeral, it wasn't a funeral, there was only five of us there, um, feeling really low. And I challenged myself that day to write a hundred things that I was grateful for. Wow. I got to 150 before my husband said, come on, I really need some food for lunch. <laughs> But that really changed that mindset that things were, they were awful, but there was also an awful lot of good stuff and Mm. an awful lot of things to be grateful for. And when I started doing that, things really started changing around. And and I think it was you, um, Amanda, that said as well, asking for help. And this was again, my change in the way I viewed things is asking for help in my mm. house and in my family, sign of weakness. And I suddenly started thinking, actually, it's a vulnerability mm. and it's a strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes a strong person to go, do you know what, I need some help right now. Mm. Yeah. And I started asking for help and I signed up to a resilience course and um, I ended up being coached, I had a well-being coach. Mm-hmm. And I started being proactive and pragmatic. Wow. And it, again, these things all taken together really made the world of difference and made me be able to grow and bolt on. And I would say that I have bounced forward because I feel happier, more resilient, and more able to deal with life's challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. And loads of really key strategies in there as well. And I, what's interesting about your story is that a lot of that stuff is really conscious. You've, is that was a real choice mm-hmm. that you yes. made to be resilient, to learn how to be resilient, to find those strategies, to put them in place. I wonder, did you feel like you saw the effects instantly or was it like, I just know I need to start doing these things and it... Some things, mm-hmm. yes. The day that I challenged myself to write 150 things that I was great, mm-hmm. about 100, <laughs> 150. And I did it across my whole life. It wasn't just that day. Mm. the change in mood was unmistakable mm-hmm. and it really really helped and I'd say you know I was about 10% more positive at least by the, the end of the day let alone the end of the week that really helped yeah. um, the circles of control as well that yeah. was a almost like an instant fix yeah. as soon as you let go of the things that you can't change oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a diversion of energy, isn't it? Of course. All of my energy was going on getting angry with the politicians and, you know, and yeah. it's just like, this isn't serving a purpose here. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not helping me at all. Yeah. So if I turned off all of those distractions, but I think the thing that's had the most lasting effect is the change in self-talk. Mm. Being kinder, yeah. being more compassionate, um, the way I change away, and I pick myself up on it all the time. There is that I never say should anymore. Always I could. I really like that. And I then it that. makes me make yeah. a grown-up decision and realise that everything is a choice. Yeah. You know, it's not a, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Why haven't you done that? And it removes the internal guilt mm, yeah. and goes, Yes, I could be doing this, but I choose not to. Yeah, you know, it brings that choice element in. Yeah, so so you've talked in there a few different strategies about control, Mm -hmm. gratitude, 
self-talk, taking those shoulds, turning them into kids. I like that. I don't know if anyone else has got things that they think, how do we build that resilience? And uh, a lot of the ones that Erica's spoken about are conscious choices. I don't know if there's examples that you've got of things that maybe aren't quite so conscious, but ways that you have built resilience in your own life. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, for me is, you know, definitely echo a lot of what, what Erica said, but to, to add to it, I think it's understanding what what I, you know, resilience is how you get through something. It's also that, you know, what do I need around that that's going to promote that resilience? So, you know, for myself, I'm always aware that um, physical activity mm-hmm. is a massive stress reliever for mm-hmm. me. So actually then when I do that, that gives me capacity to think, right, how do I solve this problem? Um, you know, what can I control? What can't I control? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just sort of gives me a clear head. Um, another one for me is actually having having good... Um, relate good people around me so it's good relationships that's you know very lucky i've got a, a wife i've got um you know good family i've got some you know really good friends mm. that i can be vulnerable with so i can be really open and honest and you know i think as a male i'm aware that not every male has that uh, but that's something i've you know chosen to yeah. to work and craft and i'm you know very very blessed to have some friends that are willing to ask me tough questions but also willing to listen to me when i'm sad or you know cry or whatever and you know uh, probably about two years ago I had some you know some big health issues um, and I had I still remember I had this moment of actually I didn't want to talk about it because that made it real mm-hmm. but as soon as I had that thought I thought I have to talk about it because it is real yeah. I can't mm-hmm. change it yeah. um, and so there was you know speaking to those you know his really close friends say right this is what I think I need to do and you know, much of it was out of my hands because it was, you know, doctors and nurses and whatnot had to had to do stuff. But it was that every day, and and then with that, right, I need to make sure I'm staying physically active because I know that stuff for me is a big stress reliever. Mm-hmm. As well as, it might sound silly, but laughter, you know, yeah. absolutely yeah. being able to, yeah. um, you know, it probably drives my wife Claire, you know, crazy some days that you know it's almost there's no situation I can't joke about. But for me, that's that's a way of being resilient because if I can see the lighter side of things. You know, even when things are, are tough, if I can laugh about that, it gives me a bit of joy. It gives me a bit of uh, an ability um, to to just be able to manage that and, and be okay. Yeah. Um, those relationships, you know, know what keeps me sane, that physical activity, and then um, that, those, that, that joy, that humour. So we obviously talk a lot in schools about building resilience, about it being like a muscle... Um, the skills and the strategies that we can use but I'm wondering as well is it is it something that we've got full control over or are some people born with an advantage or slightly more resilient or um, you know with obstacles to being resilient is it something that we you know that we say and we make it sound easy and I'm just wondering how easy or difficult that is in real life I think everyone does have that natural resilience and a lot of people don't know how resilient they are until they are tested mm-hmm. but there are some people that you look around and you just think how do you keep getting back up again mm-hmm. I mean you, you, someone like Richard Branson for example who's had so many life-threatening accidents mm-hmm. and he just seems to just pick himself up dust himself off mm-hmm. go and do the next crazy mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. I think there are some people who genetically can be more predisposed mm-hmm. A bit like fit, but a bit like physical yeah. fitness. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are some people yeah, yeah. who are just 
Yeah. Bitter. Like, just as we were talking, it made me think, especially as you mentioned Richard Branson, you know, is it around um, those that are, are risk averse or risk embracing? Yeah. How does that play into it? Again, which comes down to maybe personality type, like I said, whether it's that predisposition. Um, you know, again, as I just reflect on, on myself, that I would say I'm quite a risk embracing person. So, does that mean that I go into something with a more of a can do attitude mm-hmm. or a um, you know, I'll, whatever the situation, I'll, I'll make the most of it. Um, I, I don't know. Or, you know, is it also then about how you cognitively face things with those that have got more problem solving, maybe analytical yeah. skills? Yeah, and I, but I wonder as well. We've talked. Obviously, there's so much in resilience. There's so much to it that actually maybe somebody might be more risk averse, but understand their emotions better, mm. or be better at asking for help, or have more positive self-talk and feel more positive about things, whereas somebody else might be a real risk taker, but maybe, you know, really hard on themselves for making mistakes or, or whatever it is. So mm. I'm almost answering my own question. <laughs> I'm an outward processor, what can I say? But yeah, I just wonder, there's so much to it that mm. we're not all good at all of it and we can we might be better at some things and we have to learn the other things or put ourselves in those situations. Mm. Do you think risk takers are then naturally more resilient? because they know that they'll get through it? Or do you think they just don't necessarily think about all the associated yeah. risks? Yeah, and is it, but also, is it that risk taker, they, they like risk and so they are more resilient, or they like risk so they take more risks, and because they take more risks, that experience, they learn from that experience to be more resilient. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and grow their confidence. Yeah, yeah. Because, because our life experience and being out, you know, we talk about it a lot, being out of our comfort zone helps us to grow our resilience. So if you're naturally a risk taker, you're probably getting out of your comfort zone more, experiencing more, learning from those experiences and therefore becoming more resilient. Oh, well, yeah, because I, 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 I think just as you said, I think one of the things that that does, you know, whether it's a giant risk or a small risk, is that it it shows you that you can do something, Um, you know, comes to that self-talk, but, you know, even if it's, um, you know, oh, I I can only walk a mile, that's it, that's all I can do. Well, maybe tomorrow I just walk a mile and then, you know, one more street along, suddenly you realise my legs haven't fallen off. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a a big part, and it's it's that, you know, yes, I started this by saying, yes, I am resilient, but that's been over my whole lifetime Mm -hmm. to get there. Um, you know, I can't transport back to when I was um, super young, but I, I look back and think maybe it was, it was just that daily growth. Yeah. Um, you know, taking a chance to think, right, how do I, you know, what's that next step that yeah. I can take? Yeah. Um, and I do think that's a, a big thing when we, uh, and it comes down to that self-talk you were talking about, Erica, but limiting ourselves, you know, whether it is that I can't, or just looking at the obstacle and seeing it too big instead of, um, you know, a good friend of mine says, you know, how do you eat an elephant? It's like, well, one bite at a time, mm-hmm. you know, just taking that, mm-hmm. what's that little bit I can do, mm-hmm. that comfortably uncomfortable, yeah. uh, instead of thinking, I'm hit, you know, I'm at A, and I don't know how to get to Z. Yeah. Actually, I don't need to, I just need to get to B, and then once I'm at B and I know what that is, I can work out C, D, yeah. E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that quote, isn't it? It's like, it's not looking at, like, the whole staircase, but just looking at, like, the next step, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really kind of key thing, just looking at that one thing that's ahead of you, trying to be more present, more focused, and kind of not becoming overwhelmed by sort of the bigger picture or everything else that's happening. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think as well, just thinking back to you being, saying you like risk, and I would say I'm definitely not a risk taker, I'm a worrier, 
but I have that determination. So I just remember one example where I was with my family and we were in a, um, a church and we had the opportunity to climb right up to the tower. And at the top of the tower, you could see the whole city. It was beautiful. So we went up. So you go up a spiral staircase, fine. Then you have to go up a ladder. And then I went halfway up the ladder. And then once you're in that little bit of a loft, there's another ladder that, that's pretty like horizontal and there's not much underneath. And then you have to climb on beams and there's nothing under the beams to get to the top. Anyway, so one by one, everybody's going up. I got halfway up the ladder and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't think I can do this. So I came down and thought, oh, I'll let everyone else go so I don't hold them up. Then they went up again. No, then I went up again. And I still was like, oh, I just can't do it. So I came down and then I was really upset and I could hear them all like, oh my goodness, it's amazing. Really beating myself up, cried, made a right scene about it. Anyway, they all start coming down and I'm like, I can't, I just can't let, I can't leave and not have done it. So then eventually, just as everyone's ready, I make myself go up and do it. But I think, and that's, I would say that happens to me a lot, but it's not, I don't like taking the risk and I'm not excited for that, but I just, I don't like not getting through the situation. And I think that, you know, there's aspects to that as well, isn't there? The sense of, you know, did you, that when you went up, even the first time, had you gone further than you've ever been in a situation mm -hmm. like that? Because it's, I think it's important that, you know, resistance isn't always about it coming out right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, have I done, have I been that bit more resilient today than I was yesterday? Mm -hmm. um, have I, again, you know, that sense of, have I taken one step further today than I did yesterday? Um, maybe I haven't got to where I want to be, but how do I use that determination that, you know, it's great you managed to do it in that day. Mm. But is it, do I have to go back tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, I'll try and get one more rung on that ladder. Yeah. And that, I think, is, is resilience. And you know, one of the things I want to make sure young people know that it's not, um, or anybody, you know, adult, young, whatever, it's not always about it coming out the best. It's, it's, but have I managed to, to do today, get through today, mm -hmm. and, and actually, you know, make it that bit further on, on the journey, and tomorrow I can be that bit more resilient. Yeah. Doesn't this sort of then, kind of lend itself to isn't resilience all about a growth mindset as opposed mm. to a fixed mindset mm -hmm. you know those people who do have fixed mindset to I can't do this yeah. I can't do that don't learn from the mistakes and can be very risk averse because they never want to fail mm. unless they're naturally good I think that makes them less resilient and I'd say that that is where I used to be mm sort of 10 years ago, I had very much a fixed mindset and opening up and thinking more about that growth mindset is like, mm -hmm. every opportunity is an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. Every mistake is, is a way of reflecting yeah. and going, okay, that's how I learn. Yeah. That's, and I think that's a key message as well if we're talking about young people mm -hmm. to get across to them. Yeah. One thing that I feel really encouraged by about this conversation is that we're kind of saying resilience is, it looks different for everybody because it's much more about our mindset and about our perspective than looking like a particular response that actually it is different for all of us. And some of us will be good at certain parts of it and have to learn and grow in other parts of it. Um, but it's not that stereotypical idea of like, yeah, I can do this and I don't need any help and I'm strong and nothing affects me. But actually it's, there's much more elements to it and all of us have bits in there that we'll be naturally better at and things that we can learn as well. I hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you found it helpful. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and don't forget to like and subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter 
at Faze Hitchin.